0: Welcome to the Beyond Mom Podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating
1: the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Randy Zinn, as she takes you beyond mom.
0: Hi everybody, welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom. I'm so happy that you're here and you're ready to tune in to another discussion that I know is gonna inspire you and support you for this really, really important time in your life. This time when you are being a mom, but you're also building you. This is Randy Zinn, and I'm the founder of Beyond Mom, and doing these podcasts. I think might be one of my favorite things that I do because I get to talk to women that really inspire me and I just want to share everything they have with you. And today is certainly no exception. So I'm here with Patricia Marino, who is one of my favorite people, planet Earth. Here she is. Hi, Patricia.
1: Hi, Randy. I'm super psyched to be here.
0: Yay. (laughs) So Patricia is the founder of Intensati, which is one of my favorite workout experiences. But I always say it is so much more than that. Um, it's a fusion of, of yoga and dance and Tai Chi and meditation and incantations and positive affirmations. And it's one of those things that you just have to experience to know its impact. So Patricia founded Intensati and, and just has continued to be an incredible leader, especially for women, um, about leading a positive life and leading a life that is your best one. Um, She also happens to be a mama of three. So she just has so much to share with us. So Patricia, I would love to just say, just tell us about Intensati and about how you followed your heart in creating this, because I think that's a great place to start.
1: Okay, great. And thank you for having me because I really love speaking to moms and especially your community of moms that are really going beyond what that means and what that has meant in the past. And I think it's a really important conversation, especially being a mom now myself. And one of the reasons I created the Intensati method was to help people really tune in to their strength during challenging times. And I know that especially when you're a new mother, it's a whole new ball game. And when I created Intensati, I created it because I felt that in order to create change in our lives, and I was particularly focusing on weight loss, right? I was a very overweight child, and that was something that was on my mind all the time, not being good enough, not looking good enough, not feeling worthy unless the number on the scale matched what I thought it should be, which it never did, and feeling that, Diet and exercise weren't the only thing that were going to help me achieve my my goal, my weight loss goal, but even my, my fulfillment in life. And I realized that we needed to be able to train that voice inside our head that was constantly saying, this is not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And that when I started to focus on helping other people and myself, train that inner voice that inner critic to be kinder and positive and more compassionate that things really started to change so i created the workout intensati sati meaning mindfulness and it really means being aware but without judgment and intention is about connecting to what you really want like what is the purpose behind what it is that you're doing whether it's working out whether it's being a mother, whether it's grocery shopping, I mean, like whatever it is, having a clear intention and keeping your attention on that intention, and then developing the, the, the language, the inner dialogue that supports who you want to be. And I've been teaching it for about 15 years now, and I've really found that not only does it help people achieve their weight loss goals, but it helps people become calmer, kinder, more positive, especially in challenging situations
0: mm. so powerful so why would a new mom need this Patricia and like what what specifically do you feel a new mom could take I mean what if she can't get to an intense Sachi class like what from your practice could she begin with?
1: Gosh, that's a really good question because I think that one of the hardest things being a new mom is being able to tune into your intuition, right? We got to learn to trust our intuition. We've got to learn to stay connected to what's important to us and what we value. What kind of children we want to raise? What kind of household we want to have? How we want the house environment to be. And to remember that, especially as the mother, we set the tone for everything. And so being able to ground ourselves down and calm ourselves down and reprioritize Uh, What's important to us really gives us that strength to be able to make the decisions that are in alignment with our values, in alignment with our intentions. So one of the things that I teach people to do any moment when you feel stressed or when you feel like you don't know if you're going to make the right decision, whether it's about breastfeeding or stopping breastfeeding or what food or when to put the kid to sleep or anything. I mean, there's so many new things that are on our mind that we feel so... uh, at least for me and a lot of people I've talked to unequipped to deal with this whole new landscape is we've got to trust ourselves and we've got to trust that inner voice that will guide us to make the decisions that are best, not only for our kids, but for our whole family. And so it's called heart breathing. And so if you find yourself stressed and worried, the best thing that you can do is to take 30 seconds, even one minute to just, Pause. It can be when you're walking, it can be even in the grocery store, it can even be when you're driving. You don't have to be in a lotus position to do this. You tune and turn your awareness to the heart center, the area where the heart is. And you imagine you have a mouth there and you breathe in and out through this heart center, through this space. And what happens is research shows, and there's actually a lot of research out there right now, especially from a company called Heart Math Institute. That when you start breathing from the heart and you tune into the heart, it creates a coherence. And that the they are calling it a brain in the heart starts to entrain the brain so that it changes the brain waves, helps you calm down, and helps you tune into that intuition and that inner knowing. Because we all know that when we make decisions from a stressed out state, it actually causes more problems. So when we want to make these decisions that are causing us, that that are important to us, we want to make sure that we are making a decision from our heart and not from our freak out, flight or fight uh, state of mind.
0: Mm. I'm doing it right now, Patricia. It feels really yes. good. Yeah, it's yeah, a really... It
1: really is good. It- create a different perception of your reality.
0: Mm, yeah. It feels good. It's, it's almost like, I mean, let's face it when we're worried and we're anxious, it doesn't feel good.
1: No. And that's good. But one of my friends says upset is access because upset is when we change and pain is a great motivator because it wakes us up out of our habitual patterns, right? It has us go, uh Oh, something doesn't feel good. And if we use that as, an opportunity to pause and reflect and tune back in, even for 30 seconds, it will change and shift uh, the direction that we're going.
0: Mm. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I, through the work I've been doing with Beyond Mom, I've always felt that fitness, physical movement, strength building through the body is a route to self-understanding, reconnecting with my core, and then finding my motivation for all the other things that I want to do, whether it's, you know, the mom stuff or the business stuff. And to me, it feels it feels like second nature, but I don't take that for granted. And I meet so many women who I think the way that I would describe the discomfort is that there's a true separation. There's a separation between their physical body, which I I think once they have a baby and they've gone through all these changes, it's like they don't know it anymore. They don't feel their strength anymore. And I find that that bleeds in to a sense of personal power. So I thought that you would have some really interesting insight and guidance for that separation that can occur. Um, And it can be a few months after you have a baby. It can be years after having a baby.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's such a good thing to bring up because I just remember after having my baby and having been so physical that like going back to the gym, I cried and I cried like I couldn't help it. I cried so much because I'm like, after all those years of investing in this physical, I'm back at zero. I'm back and I can't even hold a plank or do one sit up or do anything. Anything that I could do before with my core and it was a really scary time and I and besides all the other emotions right that are going through but what I realized was the body is is so capable of miracles as those of us have birthed know quite well that it's also capable of repairing itself and restoring itself better than ever before and One of the things that gets in the way of that ability for the body to restore and renew itself and to be stronger than before is the stress and the worry. And one of the things that we can always do that can help us tune back into our strength, even when our body doesn't feel the way it used to, is to move in any way. Anytime that we move, anytime, whether it's a walk, whether it's putting on some music and just feeling the energy of moving itself, movement has energy and movement brings health and movement also helps you shift your your lens and your filter and it helps your body restore itself to balance. So I'm not even talking about big workouts, I'm talking about standing up and stretching or feeling the expansion of your body by reaching the arms out all the way up to also the more vigorous exercising that we can do once our body is healed. But making it a priority is really what I want my message to be today is that movement is not a luxury. It's something that we need to invest in on a daily basis if we really want to have the quality of life that most of us yearn for because the body needs movement. That's how we can process and relieve stress. That's how we can reconnect, just like you were saying, to really what's to our strength and to what's important. And the thing that I would add on top of that is because our mind is in this different universe where we're seeing things from a different lens as a mother then we have to learn to process things differently so taking the time to exercise but also using emotion positive emotion with the exercise will help elevate our mindset so what what i mean by that is Whether you are doing affirmations while you're working out, whether you are playing only music that you can sing to that's uplifting, that you know opens your heart and your soul, it's important that you make exercise not a punishment, not a way to reduce yourself or to make yourself smaller, but to make yourself stronger. Because we know as mothers, that this is quite a job. And I keep saying to all of my, I say to my students, I say to everybody is I didn't know what real spiritual practice was going to be until I had a child where this is, it's a tough job. It's a tough job to do it without. And it's a tough job to do it from a grounded conscious state of mind.
0: That is for sure, Patricia. <laughs> I feel like the next logical um, topic that I'd love your feedback on as a busy beyond mom yourself and as a mom um, who's, she's just juggling so many different things. How do we find the time? How do we manage time? Um, I think that there's, it's probably our most challenging commodity, the thing that we want the most and feel like we have the least of. Um, and I think our movement, our fitness, our me time, well, we tend to throw it on the back of the line. You know, we put our kids, we put our families, we put everything before it, and it seems to be acceptable. Um, so how, how do we find the time
1: I think that's so good because I know it's like it seems like, oh, it's such a luxury I for me to go work out when I should be doing all of these other things. But here's what I always tell everybody. You set your schedule of the things that have to be done, right? You have to wake up at a certain time to, to feed the kids to get the house ready to get them off to school or get into the nanny or whatever those things are that you you know that you can't negotiate, right? They're the things that you have to get done. You see your schedule, you get those in. And then the next thing you schedule in is your workout time. And a lot of people go, but I have this and I have that. And I say, if you can schedule in even two times a week, and I'm talking even 10 minutes, we're not even talking, if you're not doing anything at all, And you can schedule in and you start to get consistent that you're saying, these these are my non-negotiables. I know I can squeeze 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes in here. And I know I can squeeze in 20, 30, 40 minutes in here. And you start to plant those times and those times become fixed. And then you're training yourself, whether it is literally that you turn around the phone you put on a dvd or you put on some music or you go for a walk or that's where you take the stroller out but you know that you have put and locked into your schedule these two times and these two amount of times and no matter what you don't change them obviously right there especially with kids we don't have always that convenience but in your mind you're seeing that as it's in pen it's in cement you tell everybody you know you tell your husband you tell your wife you tell your kids you tell your nanny you tell your boss you tell everybody this is the time I do this and it's non-negotiable you can literally train everybody around you to help you keep that time and then the next thing that you do is you write a long list. You sit down and you write a list of all the benefits that you know that exercise has, not just for you. We're not just talking about your waistline and getting your flat abs back. We're talking about the benefit it is to your children, to your partner, to your work, to your sanity, all of that. Because when you start to see that the investment in movement and in reconnecting to yourself and filling yourself up with that strength and that vitality and that peace of mind, it radically improves how you're able to handle the stress. And there's nothing more stressful than crying babies and trying to fit all these things in that you will be able to handle all of these things more efficiently with more grace, with more strength, and you'll do it in a way that you're proud of. And we need that time. So that's why I always say just start plugging it in and keep it there over and over so you're training yourself and you're training your world around you that that is just what you do at that time. And then modify it when you need to, when you find a better time that it works or you find a class that you really love, that that's the one you're going to go to. But you have to really get in your own mind the importance and the value it is past your waistline. But for you to be able to do everything that you do from a much stronger and much more grounded state of being.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that, and I definitely can vouch for doing it that way. I feel, I feel that it's why I survive. <laughs> you know, being the busy person and. mom of two recently, yeah, stepping out and moving and my own personal commitment to it, it's everything. So everything you're saying is is just so very true. Um, Shifting gears a little, Patricia. So, you know, a lot of our listeners are starting businesses and starting what I call um, platforms where, you know, a brand, a belief is expressed um, in multiple ways. So whether it's in person, online, writing, speaking, all of these different ways that we can express the message. Um, and you and Intensati are such a great example of what it means to take something meaningful and share it in multiple ways. So I'm curious, of course, these are like it's like years of growth, you know, that you could talk about here, but curious about some philosophies and a few how-tos for our listeners when you're building something like this.
1: Um, as far as the building itself?
0: As far as the building itself, as far as like, you know, a couple of tips that have risen to the surface, um, you know, what are the things that you feel are most important to know when you're building a platform like this?
1: I think that's so good. You know, it's, it's probably twofold are the first two steps I would say that happens simultaneously. One is, you know, clarity of the vision is always important. Like really what is, if you had to bring it down to one nugget, what's that clarity of vision? What's the message? What's the why that you're doing it? Because That's going to help you do the second step, which is say no. The the value of being able to say no. And this is something that I learned really after having kids was, oh, my gosh, like the most important thing I have to really strengthen in myself is the ability to say no. And that no is a complete sentence. And I have to say, how many things do I now have to say no to simply because? When I wasn't a mom, I had all this time to like dabble in this and dabble in this and try this. Now I don't have that time and time is so much more precious that I had to learn to say no to anything that was not going to support my crystal clear message and mission. And I'm still learning this, but it's so valuable to, and if anybody out there like I am is like a people pleaser, like I want to help her and I want I to help her, but it's because I don't want to say no, and I don't want to have a difficult conversation, and I want people to like me, and I want people to think that I'm nice or I'm a good person, but we realize that being able to say no with clarity is so powerful that it's inspiring, and it is not that it makes people either, like, think we're bitchy or bad, but it's necessary, and it will help give us the strength that we need to focus on what's really important. So the clarity of vision and also what do you have to let go of? What do you have to get rid of? What do you have to stop doing in order that your life can actually support the vision that you have in a way that will give you the energy that you can actually follow through and do really what's important to you, what's really going to be fulfilling. And then you'll have the energy to take care of the family and take care of your partner and be able to grow in a way that suits your soul and your heart's mission.
0: Yes. (laughs) I feel very touched hearing that, Patricia, that I think all the things I've ever asked you to do, you've always said yes. (laughs) I think that's true. That's amazing.
1: That is amazing, but it's really interesting for me because I'm a yeser. I'm a yes, 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 and then we'll figure it out, and it really has been one of the, I even have told the people that work with me, like, my response is, I have to get back to you on that. I have to get back to you on that, I, I and I have to actually bring it up with my wife and with my other person that works for me, where I have to get their opinion on it. I can't say yes to things just on my own. And, uh, but it's helpful because when we're used to doing life in one way, and then you become a mom, I mean, life radically changes, radically changes. And we need to update those systems and the ways that we that communicate with ourselves and with the world around us so that we can streamline and really be proud of the work that we're doing at home and outside of the home.
0: Mm. I'm curious because, you know, Intense ATI is so, so powerful in person and you are so powerful in person. And at the same time, you know along with all of us you've pursued an online presence where you know with speaking and social media and all of that how how do you balance the power of both and you know what do you feel um what do you feel is both positive or or negative about kind of taking something that's such an in-person powerful experience and then taking it into an online sphere
1: um, gosh, it's good. It's it's a good question. So when I teach the class, so those of you who don't know what the class is, it's like you move, but you're speaking affirmations, and you're literally learning how to self-generate positive emotions and positive states of being. So I call it the spiritual fitness class. And so what Randy's talking about, I think, is when you're in this room and you have all these other people, and you're, you're saying like today, when the affirmations was, my mind can conceive it, and my heart can believe it. I- can achieve it and then you're embodying it and you're feeling it it's like you're literally becoming the person who can achieve that next level of your dream or desire but what i've come to notice is that it's even though it's in this community it's such an internal practice that if someone learns the steps they can still activate that that level of turning themselves on or turning tuning into that part of them that can create the change that state of mind or that attitude. Um, And what I've learned is that all those tools that we do in the exercise class are translatable into tools that people can actually do when they're driving their car, when they're in the grocery store, when somebody's having a tantrum. When you have to make a difficult decision, but these are just ways that we can become more conscious and aware and make choices instead of just reacting to life. So, what I've had to do is to kind of take out and look at the pieces that make up the class and make them practices for people in their everyday life so that it kind of becomes more of a lifestyle conversation versus just a workout conversation. And the way that I've been able to actually, I think the second part of your question was, how do I manage?
0: How do you how do you sort of um, acknowledge and either you know balance like what can feel positive or negative with the online expression of what you do in person? Because sometimes, I mean, like, to, to explore that question more, um, and by the way, when I ask these, when I ask these kinds of questions, it's not out of nowhere. It's because a lot of questions that I have, you know, with the women I talk to, a lot of these things come up. So when I see people that I'm interviewing who I think have insight, um, I ask them. So, you know, a lot of women build, um, build companies that really have a heart and soul. And there can be some conflict about sharing that stuff online or feeling like you have to in order to keep up, you know? You so it's about like
1: about messaging, like bringing your personal life sure. into the message.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's a great, a great thing to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that that's a really important part. And, you know, you've been in my class and one of the Probably trademarks of the class, or uh, for lack of a better word, I don't think trademarks the right word, but the the um, defining factors. of Class, yeah, it's like I start the class sharing, and I usually start to share by what is my challenge, what am I up against, what is it that I'm looking to explore or improve. And I found that that's a great way to help people actually move into their own hearts and have it not feel like I'm telling people what to do, but I'm actually just sharing. And then they happen to they happen to relate even if it's not the same topic, but they can relate to the struggle or they can relate to the the challenge in some way. So it's a way to kind of build rapport and to help people feel like, oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, me too. And when people feel me too, they are thinking with a different part of their brain and they're moving into their heart and there's a relationship that's building. And that's what we are trying to do. And whether it's online or in person, it's about the relationship. It's about do we vibe? Are we in the same kind of tribe? And do I trust what you're saying? And so a lot of times I think people try to share in a way that is uh, almost oversharing and can seem inauthentic. So it's finding that real, the place where you can share your personal message, but do it without trying to get something from the other person. I don't know if I'm making, if that's very clear at all, but there's just an oversharing that can happen, but it feels like you're oversharing to get versus a sharing to show literally really where you are and what you're going through. So it's this place from sharing from strength versus sharing from uh, a lack of strength, Right sharing from here's where I am and here's where I'm going. So I remember when I was trying to get pregnant, I would share. And I'd be like, I, it took me two years to get pregnant and many IVFs. And I would share and then I had a miscarriage and then I had to share that and it was just too much or I would share that I was going to have another uh, IVF and everybody would be in it. But then I had to take care of everybody else when it didn't work out. So I started to pull back and say, okay, that's oversharing. I need to pull back, and just from a state where I can feel grounded and strong, say, "Here is where the difficulty was, but now here is my strength in being able to step forward to a stronger, better perspective about my situation."
0: Mm, I think it's a really accurate expression of really like a, a an inner questioning of. Why am I sharing this? And for me, I, I express it in some different ways, but when I think about it, it actually comes back to where you started this conversation, which was clarity. And if I understand my brand, if I understand my mission on a really deep level, then every single thing that I share can come back to that. So as much as I think my kids are super, super cute, because we all know they are, but um, <laughs> You know, for me to post a million pictures of my kids, though I might get a bunch of likes because they're cute, it's actually not on brand. Because what I'm expressing is a story of myself and other women who are journeying, uh, you know, who they are as women. And so, you know, it's a slower build because we all know puppies and kids get you a lot of followers and likes. but, (laughs) But what is it really about? And what are you really authentically expressing? So I think that's, you're saying that in the Patricia way, and I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, but I mean, I think it's important, but I think there can be an oversharing or an over, you know, I feel like I read that in content where I'm like, that is just, you're sharing that because you're trying to get me to do something. Right? You're trying to get the connection, and it feels inauthentic. Here's what we have. We all have a BS meter, and we may know it or not know it, but we know there's a feeling that goes, I vibe with that or I don't vibe with that. And it's important that when we're putting something out, if it doesn't feel authentic, if it ha- feels contrived, if it feels like, oh, let me say this so that they will think I'm this, they it will land that way. We are very intuitive people, and if the message is written from a contrived place, it will be felt from a contrived place. If it's spoken from a real authentic place, it will be felt from a real authentic place. And where we speak from is where people will receive from. So we want to be really mindful about that because we can't, we can't fake it people can feel it. So when you're thinking about what to write in your messaging, and I know this is a big area. We're going through I'm going through a whole rebranding right now and trying to figure out really like what is the key phrase? What's the key tagline? What is this one message that's going to embody everything that I do? And it's really really difficult. But if we can be authentic in how we talk about everything, and not just in our messaging, in our content, what we put on Instagram, or what we send in our blogs, but try to be authentic in the conversations that we have with everyone, whether it's the friend that we meet in the grocery store, and they say, hey, how are things going? You can either brush up, go, yeah, okay, great, or or you can complain, 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 finding an authentic, strong way to communicate in every conversation that we have will help us develop that ability to communicate and translate our message on paper, but it'll be authentic because we've trained ourselves to speak from the heart in a strong and empowering way. And that will just, it's a skill that we have to develop to translate our message, whether it's to our kids or to our partner, or to the business, it's the same skill, so looking at Mm -hmm. how you're doing that everywhere, are you, and this is not like a lecture, but are you telling the truth, are you telling the truth, when a friend says, do you want to go have lunch, and you go, oh no, I got to go pick up the kids, but that's not true, because you just don't want to say no, being authentic in all of your communication, like pausing, and being, is that really what I meant to say, is that really my, do I really want to say that? Or did I really tell the truth? Or, you know, cultivating that skill of being able to say what you want to say everywhere in your life will translate in your business.
0: So well said, Patricia. And I'm not just trying to tell everyone that they need to follow you and listen to you. But I will say that I feel in the past few years since um, you've been in my life as a, you know, an instructor and as a friend and as someone who's Come to my events and spoken. I have definitely watched you and the way that you share your message, and in many ways emulated my own version of things after the way that you do it. You know what does it mean to share um, to share so fully from my own experience and do it with kindness and compassion um, and truth but in a way that's, you know, really respectful of everyone's experience. And and you just do that so, so beautifully. So I just wanted to say that it's a very, it's something you really are gifted, gifted at.
1: Ah, thank you. And it takes practice, you know, it really does. And it takes just consciousness it really does just to be like, language is very powerful. We all know that it's very powerful. And if we can really put some attention on Really, not just content, because the content comes from you and comes from your ability to have that broader perception of reality. And we can we're building our business every moment of the day because we're building uh, who we are and what's important to us. And I think the last thing that I want to say based on what you asked me before was we have to really remember and keep refining and keep remembering, especially when we become moms. At least this is what I've felt for myself is what's important. What's important. What's important. What are the values that you have that are really important to you? And one of the things that I had to really deal with was I am, I'm not a stay at home mom. I work from home, but I have help and How am I going to balance this? How am I going to be the mother that I really want to be? I mean, it's so important to me to be proud of of the mother that I am and to be conscious, and it's also equally as important to me to have a business and to make a greater impact in the world. They're both very important to me. And when I'm working too much and not home, when I think I should be home as often as I need to be home, I feel guilty about it because I have a value. And so one of the things that I've really trained myself to do is the morning time and the evening time, they're offline at five o'clock when, when I get home when my wife gets home, the phones go off, the computers go off. I can't sneak away and go write a few emails. I don't book things at night when I can as often as I can. And those are like tuned in, present, valuable times. And I know that if I keep that and when I keep that and I have deep conversations with my wife and I'm present with my kids and I'm playing with them and putting them to bed and taking my time, putting them to bed and actually enjoying putting them to bed. That fulfills me so that I can really do the work that I want to do too. But if I break my rules about the morning and the evening time, that really takes my energy away and it impacts the time that I have for doing my work.
0: What's your beyond mom dream for the future, Patricia?
1: It is developing programming for kids, kids and also mother, daughter, mother, daughter programming, because I think that relationship is, is so important. And I know people say, well, what about mother, son? I know that too. But that can be in the kids' portion. But kids, like giving. I have my daughter was at the beach with me this weekend. I was teaching, and my daughter was there. And we do this thing at the end of every day. We say, what was the best part of your day? And she just turned. She's five. She's going to be six in September. And she said, I said, what was the best part of your day? And she goes, you know what the best part of my day was? Watching you teach. And she goes, I said, why? She goes, because I thought you were great, but actually, you were excellent. You were excellent, and I'm so proud of you. And I said, why? What did you see that made you feel so proud of me, that made you feel that way? And she goes, because those people walked in tired, and you taught them all these new things, things they didn't know before. And when they walked out, they felt so good, and they were so happy, and you just You did a great job. And I just thought, oh, my God, like, to be able to help, to be able to create that environment where she can see me as doing work that's important and valuable, and it's not just work, and she sees that, that message that it gives to her, right, is powerful. Like, it's important to make a difference for other people, but creating something that can really help kids that age already start to distinguish because she takes class and she actually like understands what's going on and uses language in a very powerful way. And I think it's really important that as we give our kids tools, that we also demonstrate that we're embodying these very important things in our own life. And that's really how we become the best teachers.
0: That's amazing. She truly is your brand ambassador. She is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, Patricia, um, I know we could just keep talking all day, and I know everybody would continue to listen. Um, but we both have to go, you know, finish changing the world and stuff. So, <laughs> or improving it. But before we go, um, tell Patricia where um, our listeners can follow you, find you, connect with you.
1: Awesome. I actually have a workout, a new workout online that people can do. It's called willpower. And if you go to satilife.com, you can check that out and experience it that at home. You can stream it. And on there, there's also events and classes and things. If you're in the city, you can come and take class. So satilife.com gives you all that information. And I'm on Instagram, Patricia Moreno 33. I'm on Facebook, all the social media platforms with my name. And if anybody's interested in teaching the Intense team Method, whether it's kids or adults, they should also look online, too, because in the fall we'll have the next training up and available for anybody to take.
0: That's amazing. One day, one day, Patricia, yeah. I'll do it <laughs> when my kids are a little bigger. Um, anyway, you're amazing. I thank you so much for spending this time with me and with my listeners. You're just a... Beyond Mom to the Max. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. (laughs) And thank you for inviting me. I love you. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think you're amazing and you're an amazing Beyond Mom too.
0: Thanks, Patricia. What would we all do without each other? I I don't know. So for all of you listening, I know this conversation gave you so much because it gave me so much. Um, Definitely tune in to all the other fabulous ones we have, too. Um, Each one is unique and special. And sharing something really meaningful um, with each person that I interview because there's just so much to learn from each other. So, again, this is Randy Zinn, founder of Beyond Mom. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day.